live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley, broadcasting from my office here at National Headquarters in Old Town, Alexandria. I'm looking out the window on a very cold uh, February morning, and I see the Capitol building straight ahead, and I see the, uh, the helicopters that are landing by the White House. And with me, who does not have that view, is Mr. Jeff McDonald. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Colonel Foley. Good to be with you as always. Thank you. I didn't mean to put down your view because I'm sure the view in your basement is very lovely. It's a bit of a pillbox. <laughs> You're actually not in a basement. You're in a light, airy room, I, I think. Uh, I am. With the, with the sun pouring in. Yes. Hope hope you're doing well today. Also with us is our producer, the wonderful Elizabeth. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning. Thank you for all you're doing. Do you have any kind of bright, optimistic uh, thoughts for us today? I'm just thinking that the sun will come out tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. It's uh, kind of one. I think I kind of want to start singing but yes. that song I is love not that song mm-hmm. I was just about to break out in song our special guest <laughs> Mr. McDonald has broken the fourth I wall know, I know she just <laughs> she just kind of just blurted just, in there <laughs> but we're very excited today to have uh, with us a very very special guest uh, somebody known to all of us and somebody known to me uh, rather intimately and closely, but we're so happy today to have the National Treasurer and the Secretary for Business Administration at National Headquarters, Lieutenant Colonel Cindy Foley. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to our conversation today. We, uh, we've invited uh, Colonel Foley to come in today, uh, Jeff, not to tell family secrets Mm. Uh, not to spill the beans Shucks. On, on all of that. I know you had a long list of questions for her because you just were, really wanted to get all the skinny on me, but uh, that ain't going to happen this time. <laughs> well, we want to know, we'll you know, see. if you're working it's eight early in a day. the podcast. It's, oh, it's early in the podcast. <laughs> we have plenty of time. <laughs> hey, Jeff, before we get into it, though, I was wondering if you had a a quote for us today. I, I do have a quick quote. Um, it is this, all the books extolling the simple life are written by men. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, okay. Well, as you, uh, put yourself out there on the plank and people are sawing that off, I <laughs> bid you would do. Right. <laughs> You really wanted to go there today. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. Couldn't resist, you know. <laughs> I'm talking about myself, primarily. Isn't that what Peter Pan said as he walked out on the plank right before the alligators tried to eat him? Oh, goodness. <laughs> this is so true. This is so true. Oh, yes. Well, listen, I'm going to try to bring this train wreck to a conclusion here and get us back uh, on, on the track but we're, uh, Colonel Cindy, we're really glad that you've taken a few moments out of your extremely busy day. I was wondering if you would tell our listeners a little bit about 
what it is that you do as the national treasurer and the secretary for business administration. What's kind of the 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 nutshell scope of of your duties here at NHQ? The this position at national headquarters um, has a dual role. Partly it has to do with the running of the national headquarters uh, facility. And then it also is a coordination effort within essence, the other chief financial officers of the Salvation Army across the USA territories. So we, um, on a national perspective, we have relationships with other organizations um, having to do with fiscal management. We, um, we have relationships with the CFOs of other religious denominations and organizations that are business partners. We also work on national minutes pertaining to the work of the Salvation Army in the United States. And um, although the territories are different, we there are many things relating to taxes and officers and all kinds of things that we have consistent across the United States. So the other um, Business administration secretaries kind of coordinate with those. We meet throughout the year to handle business. We look for ways that the Salvation Army can be more efficient. And, of course, we provide leadership and oversight to other departments, um, such as finance and information technology um, and archives that we here have here at National Headquarters and a number of other uh, functions, again, not only to keep National Headquarters running, but to assist with finance and business matters um, in the Western Territories. We have the privilege of, uh, you know, seeing you in action, Colonel Foley, and are, you know, just uh, so impressed by all you do, your thoroughness, the complexity of things you deal with in your position is, is remarkable. Um, and uh, there's a bit of brilliance in it. So we, we really appreciate you taking the time to share with us today. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you make some tough calls, you make tough decisions, you do thorough research, and uh, you do hold people accountable, uh, which we have seen in action. So uh, it's just uh, it's wonderful to be with you today. Um, one of the Army's distinctive characteristics is the equality of men and women in terms of ministry. Given the changing roles of, of, of the sexes in modern times, the emphasis on equal treatment, for example, many in the Army are hoping for more women in leadership positions and for equal sharing responsibilities between husband and wife in their appointments. What is your view on the subject and what advice would you give married and single women officers? Well, I think um, every a female Salvation Army officer, whether you're married or single, is going to have their own view on this. And of course, our view is always um, subjective to our own experience because, you know, we're shaped by the experiences and the relationships that we have. So my view is probably my view, um, but I can talk to you about my experience and how I've handled this. Um, obviously, we all have our own skills and gifts. The spiritual gifts that God gives us, as well as talents and other things that we've developed either, um, you know, through just the different experiences that we have had in life. So one of the things that God, I think, uh, I'll say blessed us with, other people, uh, you know, may or may not think is a blessing, is that I've, um, I've just always been a clear strategist. When you look at all of my um, personality traits and you do a variety of testing, I'll come out with like three of the top five will be in the strategy care um, 
area, as well as I'm also a detailed person. So sometimes people who look into the future um, don't have that same skill set to be able to figure out how to get there. They just know we need to get there. And my, I have a, a mixed gift set. So I'm a good problem solver. So I, I can quickly pretty much determine where we need to go and then come up with the steps needed to get there. In a perfect world, of course, as a leader, we can uh, build a team that will want to go there with you and be inspired and motivated to take that journey. So I, you know, I have been like that, uh, literally since I was a kid. And so I think I took, again, the gifts that God gave me, and I built upon those experiences, you know, in a variety of leadership roles, whether it was in elementary school or um, through my years and uh, my teenagers in the community and in my, in the Salvation Army Corps I grew up in um, at my school. I just was one of those people that saw a need and said, hey, we could do something about that and gathered people and got it done. And my parents were always encouraging. I think they liked that I had lots of ideas and they usually just went along with it. So uh, they kind of shaped and enabled me to grow in that direction. And I think, again, God, you know, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit was able to refine that over time. The Salvation Army definitely gave me these experiences. Even even as a teenager, I, I was on, for instance, um, a Salvation Army soldier and officer um, recommendation group. And, you know, I was like 18, but I was the, whatever, the representative to a great, a larger Salvation Army in my territory, you know, where everyone else was much older. So the Salvation Army also has given me these opportunities to use my gifts and talents. So for me, I've never really been in a place where I was in the Salvation Army or outside the Salvation Army, where I wasn't really allowed to use the gifts and talents and experience that I believe that God gifted me with and blessed me with. So as I went into officership and, um, you know, got married a week after I was ordained and joined my husband in our first appointment, we just naturally took that divide and conquer um, opportunity. So there were some things that I did that some people may feel were prescribed. I just always enjoyed it. So I did do women's ministries. I did coordinate our outreach to um, nursing homes and and shut-ins, what's now called community care ministries. But I was equally interested in an advisory board or if we needed to do a renovation in a core building or build a relationship with a community partner. I think when I was younger, um, my husband Tim and I kind of, again, kind of divided these things. I, I didn't do budgets and things early on. He never, it's not that the Salvation Army or my husband said I couldn't. It just, I just didn't. You know, we, again, we just kind of did this divide and conquer and it just kind of worked out. But then as our responsibilities grew, we just naturally added to the plate until we, um, uh, especially when we had our first appointment as divisional youth secretaries, the uh, first time we were at a divisional headquarters in a purely administrative work you know, then we each had to do more business functions. And, you know, we just kind of welcomed that. And then when we went to the Croc Center is probably where I really um, expanded what we had to do. For those of you who are not familiar, the Salvation Army Croc Center in San Diego was the first Croc Center of what is now 26 that benefited from either outright gifts or the estate of Joan Croc. And as we went to San Diego, they had a, a plan and a 
architect's rendering of what this incredible recreation center would look like on a wall. They pointed to it. They said, this is what we're going to build you. Um, you need to figure out what we're going to do with it and how it's going to run. And by the way, it needs to open in 11 months. That's non-negotiable. And they said there's a number of challenges, the biggest one being there's probably not enough money to run this, but you need to figure it out. Um, good luck. And that was pretty much the training. So that um, habit and process, Tim and I had always had to divide and conquer and know that you know the Holy Spirit's going to guide and uh, bless you and literally enable you um, to glorify God and make this happen to meet human need really went into play. And so in that case, there was, you know, even more marketing and team building and facility management functions. Obviously, we had professionals that we worked with in those areas, but literally everything we were doing was something outside of our own professional experience. We were a master of nothing. Um, And a great Salvation Army officer, you know, um, realizes that they're a generalist and finds the people they need to make that happen. But that was really a key point in my development as an officer and as a leader and a professional woman was just being willing to go into a new circumstance that I believe God was led me in, grab the people around me in the community and on my own team, add people to the team as needed, determine what needs to be done, determine a plan to move forward, and then come up with the steps to get there. And again, motivate and inspire the team that needs, um, that you need to make that happen. So for the first time, I had to take on things that I was not as familiar with. So the first budget I ever did, where I had to go from a blank piece of paper to a full budget was $6.4 million. And we had a very short period of time, no actuals. It was a new facility. We just had to do it. We had to do a marketing plan. We had to find business partners. And so I, rather than, you know, sitting at my desk, twiddling my thumbs saying, woe is me, how I'm going to do that. I just stepped out in faith. Again, gathered people. I didn't have to pretend to know all the answers that's not what my ministry is about. My ministry is about bringing the people in who could guide and help and make it happen. And I'm the facilitator and the motivator. Um, And maybe as you had said, the accountability person to make sure it gets there. So I think that's just been a key step along my way. It's something I do now. I've, there's many things I do in my job before I got here three years ago, I've not done before, but God nor the Salvation Army expects me to be the master of everything. So I can ask a lot of questions, again, bring the people on that, that I need to make that happen. And for the most part, I've really enjoyed the journey. You know, God continues to shape me, and the Holy Spirit is a very evident presence in this process. Not only does He give us the wisdom and the insight and the the guidance, again, to make this happen, but He molds and shapes me along the way. So I know that there are um, both married women and single women in the Salvation Army who feel they didn't have that same opportunity. So I can only speak to my own opportunity, but I know that whenever I had the chance, I walked into it. And I have to admit, probably with my personality, I just created opportunities. So if I had an idea and I think could make something better, you know, I wasn't afraid to share the idea and then, you know, find a way to make sure I was part of the team that made that happen. 
Boy, there's so much there that you said that we respect. I admire greatly the ability to for you to see things in the micro world and the macro world simultaneously. That's a, a great attribute. And from what, what I gather from you, you you have been proactive in your work. And you know, the army, uh, I, you know, is often innovative and looks to be innovative. Um, and you kind of exemplify that. Colonel Tim, it sounds like there's a lot of teamwork involved in, in your past. And you know, your reference to the Holy Spirit, praise God for that. We need more of the Holy Spirit uh, in any partnership, any any endeavor we're engaged in. We, and we, we're so thankful for that. But boy, the teamwork involved between you two must be uh, an interesting subject. <laughs> well, I, that's probably a subject for an underground podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> uh, there's you know there's a lot of uh, uh, different things as I've I've kind of shared with you, Jeff offline. Um, I I kind of get tired of a lot of lip service uh, that I see and people talking. We've got to do this or do that, but you know one one of the things that made this dynamic work for us is a lot of give and take, and and also it's that key word because Cindy, you say that so often you you just say you know if if someone wants to do this they've got to do the work and i have watched you for 35 years of our marriage and our ministry together like work in in there's there's a commitment there's a sacrifice that that takes and that we're not trying to put you on a on a pedestal but just to be magically put in some of these positions it just it doesn't make sense, and we we need we need women and men, of course, to step up and and do the work. Right. I think one one thing that was a different opportunity Tim and I had. Um, I think it's something in essence we earned because of what I just shared. That as officers, we've always shown that between the two of us, we could get the job done. But the Western Territory did give um, several divisional leaders or command head leaders an opportunity, uh, I guess it would be about eight years ago now maybe, to be able to personalize our brief of appointment, which is in essence a Salvation Army officer's job description. And as uh, we did this at the training college and then in our uh, first position as divisional leaders in the Golden State Division, which would be Central California, headquartered in San Francisco. And so we, again, that divide and conquer mentality, what needs to be done, whose giftedness and experience best applies between you know, husband and wife to what needs to be done. And so we, we did that at divisional headquarters because in, um, you know, for probably about 12 years, I had had a lot of experience with, um, the business side of the ministry, I naturally took that on. And the Salvation Army even allowed me, you know, as in essence, the wife and the couple to be, you know, the power attorney. So rather than Tim as the male who traditionally would head up um, like the business council that meets every week that, you know, would sign contracts and things like that. I, I led that group and Tim led our kind of more policy-making group. We did that at the training school, and we did that again at um, in San Francisco. And, you know, that's something that our, the Salvation Army had, obviously, to be willing to do. Um, it was somewhat of an experiment, and in our case, you know, it worked out well. 
But I have to say, because there's going to be some women who'd say, well, I've never been given that opportunity. You know, I just get um, a brief of appointment and it comes into the mail and it's in, in essence, the traditional brief of appointment. You know, I don't maybe have a lot of opportunity to speak into what they would do. But I would counter and say, I think you can lead from any chair at the table that you're in. And you can lead up and manage up. So if you want opportunities in business or marketing or in public relations or a ministry opportunity, even if it's uh, not your specific responsibility, there's still so many ways to get involved and to be part of that. And the Salvation Army also provides a lot of opportunity for uh, creativity again, in meeting organizational and community and individual needs. So I've, I don't feel like I've hardly ever seen an opportunity where an officer or a soldier would say, I have a great idea, I see an unmet need, and I think I can do something about that. Um, now, granted, if somebody comes in and say, I have an idea, it's going to cost $2 million, I don't have the money, I don't know how to get it, you know, someone's not going to just write you a blank check. But um, as Tim was saying, when you're willing kind of to do the work and walk into something, assemble that team, figure out how you're going to fund it or what people or what skills or what professional training would be necessary for us to enter into this new um, endeavor. The Salvation Army loves that. And I think many ways applauds that. Um, so that's my encouragement. It is it has worked for me. And I think I being you know proactive and persistent gets you a long way, and um, you know you do it a few times and you make things happen, and usually leaders around you will trust that. And I think that's the kind of thing we're really looking for um, in ministry these days. I think the corporate world is looking for people who want to do that. How can you make a difference, and how can we make that happen? Um, bringing the pieces together so we can make a big change, and there's. Um, just so many opportunities in God's kingdom um, to do that. I find that exciting. You can probably tell I'm getting a little excited and uh, um, a little more energy in my voice. Um, you know, I'm I'm passionate about doing that because I've just found incredible satisfaction and joy in being able to do that. Just really using your gifts and walking into an area and, um, you know, seeing that God really can make a change in communities and people and in circumstances, um, again, when we're willing just to um, link hands with him, be guided with by the Holy Spirit, and walk into the opportunities he's prepared for us. It, it's interesting, Jeff, too, and not to go too deep into this, but when Cindy and I were given the appointment to be the first administrators of the Croc Center, I was given the title administrator and Cindy was given, I think it was assistant administrator or associate administrator. And they sent us a, a copy of the job duties over the fax machine. And I had this long litany of things. And basically the comment on her job description was, I don't really know what she's going to do. <laughs> so we kind of took that as a challenge and I, I keep thinking when, when Cindy's talking about this, I, I think of it from the married male man's perspective that we have this stereotype that the man has to, you know, quote unquote, wear the pants of the family. And that means, you know, you have to have you have to have the business all together, all the finance, all that kind of thing. And 
I even actually, when Cindy and I, halfway through the Croc Center experiment, we just kind of, we, we sort of, I don't want to say we switched roles, but I, I took a, a little bit more of a back seat and, and allowed her to just kind of run in her gift set. And I started to do things that were nuancing with, with me, with teaching the staff and doing more things in a, on a pastoral level. So there's at some point here too, where I, I think there has to be a discussion in particular for married male, uh, married uh, male officers. You, you know, you have to be intentional about creating space and room. And I'm just, I'm just so blessed and, and fortunate to have uh, been uh, to have Cindy as as my wife, who has this incredible skill set. So it would be a, been a shame for me to stifle that. Um, and instead, you know, I've watched her thrive, and I've I've seen her not exalt herself, but she wants the best for the Salvation Army and best for the glory of God and all that she's done. It's it's pretty amazing to watch. It's actually. Jeff, it's pretty exhausting to watch. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I knew you, I Sounds wondered it. if you'd say that. Thus, I wrote a book on rest. Yeah. I mean, That's right. <laughs> I think the other key point is this. At some point, you know, it is important for the Salvation Army to give the right titles to people. Again, you're getting the title. The person has to be willing to do the work. They have to have the skills and the experience necessary to do that. And at times, they're going to have to give the... Um, give the title. Personal to me, the title doesn't matter that much to me. So as Tim described, when we were at the Croc Center and I was given the title of associate administrator, but after 18 months, in essence, I became the administrator. It just didn't bother me that much. It, it's just a name. Uh, everybody knew what my responsibilities were. Everybody knew what Tim's responsibilities were. In essence, uh, you know, how many people actually notice what name, you know, what the title is on your office door, or your business card. They just know you're the person who's responsible for that. So um, the same thing that happened when, um, so if you look again at us, we, Tim may have been in essence in charge at the Croc Center and I was the associate. When we went, uh, if you just look at skills and responsibility, that probably would have been swapped. But in our next, uh, when we were leaders together at the training college, Tim's skills and experience really lent him to being what would be referred to as the principal or the president of the Salvation Army Seminary. And my role, um, I was the director of campus services, and I did that, although I still chaired the business council, and I still, you know, worked on property banners and things. In essence, his he really was the head of the training school. When he went to San Francisco, technically, if you would look at what our responsibilities were, I had the responsibilities that normally are given with the title divisional commander, and Tim had a more of a, a pastoral and a, a team building and officer development and personnel role. But you know they chose not to give me that divisional commander title at that time. But I've got to tell you honestly, it doesn't matter to me that much. At some point, you know they are going to have to do that more with married couples. But there's also a challenge in that as well. There's many couples where each person in the married relationship could equally do each function. And, you know, are you going to have two divisional commanders? You know, at some point, if they don't agree, who, you know, whose opinion trumps the other? So there, you know, there are challenges. It isn't, 
you know, just an easy thing to do. And the Salvation Army is obviously studying that. They're working with people. They're developing officers, married officers, single officers, married officers of both genders to be able to provide more equity in the workplace. But it definitely is going to take um, a while to totally sort out. And the work still has to be done. Whether you think that's a traditional male task or female task, it's all ministry and it still needs to be done. So I think it's very important that we don't ever look at one aspect of ministry as more important than the other. It's all God's work and we're serving him as we serve um, our fellow man in his name. Well, this concludes part one of our interview with Lieutenant Colonel Cindy Foley on the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow The War Cry and Peer Magazine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay tuned to part two with our concluding interview with Lieutenant Colonel Cindy Foley soon on the Fight for Good podcast. Until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.